1: He is Sigmund Bloom, and he is on with us right now. Sigmund, what's up, my man? i
0: uh, just like everybody else, buzz, buzzing the the football world. We've had real news to chew on for a couple of weeks now. Uh, wheels in motion in our head, and ready to put it all in motion in the drafts, and, and then get the season on. It's a beautiful thing. We're like ready. like football is, is happening as like like yes. we are
1: talking, and football is being played in America right now. Yeah,
0: and, it, and the like beautiful thing we, is, is we're. You know, we're already putting our beliefs to the test.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's the best thing. My favorite thing about today, if people are kind of following it, at least you know, if you're listening on demand, this is kind of the past news, but what happened within a quarter of football is apparently Kelvin Benjamin is going to be the next Second Julio round Jones.
0: Pick. Second round yeah. pick,
1: Kelvin Benjamin. So, so obviously the, the big debate here, Sigmund, is Odell Beckham Jr. or Kelvin Benjamin
0: this year? Right, right. Right, well, and that's I suppose a bit of a, a byproduct of you know this a Wednesday night game in the preseason, uh, but I do think it's a, it does highlight that the lasting image that we all had of Kelvin Benjamin this offseason was two hundred and seventy pound Kelvin Benjamin and conditioning issues and, and so on, uh, but he's still the number one receiver for this team, and even though it hasn't always been pretty, he's put up wide receiver two numbers in his rookie year and in his third year and last year he was coming in off of an ACL tear so this should be the best Kelvin Benjamin that we've seen to this point and without Ted Ginn there there should be some extra targets for him so he's hovering around the sixth round and and looks like a, a decent value right now before tonight it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So, footballguys.com
1: and, and uh, the Audible podcast, two mainstays in the fantasy football world. Anything that we need to make sure that our listeners and the FNTSY listeners uh, know to be on the lookout for over at Football Guys or the Audible podcast? What do you got going on?
0: Absolutely. Uh, what people need to know about at Football Guys right now is through the end of this week, you can enter our giveaway, footballguys.com slash giveaway, and we're giving okay. away 100 800- this is good. We're giving away hundreds of our DFS books and app, free apps and, and subscriptions. But first prize, grand prize, is uh, okay. and you get in a league with 11 football guy staffers. And if you can win that league, I think it's a best ball league. If you can win that league, you'll get $10,000. You'll get a spot on our staff next year. You'll get to come to our staff retreat and you'll get a spot, like this is the smallest part of it, you get a spot on the couch with me. you get to appear on my show. So uh, I think that's a really excellent prize, and, you know, there's hundreds of other prizes. But giveaway. if you're already a subscriber, you can still enter. Uh, we're excited about it, and we're excited to see how the grand prize winner does against us. Do you so, take bribes? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, can hosts yeah, right?
1: on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network possibly enter a- that? Absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely, everybody can enter. So FootballGuys.com/giveaway, and it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see how the league goes. Also, there's uh, I think ten spots where you compete against David Dodd, the the massive brain of Football Guys, and if you beat him, you get a hundred bucks. So.
1: This is pretty badass. All right, footballguys.com. Go check out the Audible podcast. Sigmund, bring in the heat. I love it. Let's all go do that contest. We'll get uh, the ITL Nation to back that up and go sign up. Let's, uh, let's have, some in some fashion, ITL invade footballguys.com. That is an incredibly, incredibly cool prize. But how about we talk about some football, Sigmund? Sound good? Yeah. I know mean, you've been doing yeah. a little bit of that lately, right? All yeah. Right, well, we and, talked and, about it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Oh uh, I was say yeah you you had the mention of uh the the shape of Calvin Benjamin which is just like a sure. perfect transition to one of the first things I wanted to talk about <laughs> This is already a thing I guess but today as we're talking about Calvin Benjamin news popping up this one I thought was pretty interesting and I'm really excited to hear your take Bob Cond- Condota let's say yeah. uh he is a uh he covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Seattle Times Puts out a tweet that says, Lacey working solely with the backup units during team drills. Rawls appears the clear number one right now. Eddie Lacey, Thomas Rawls. We're going to do some battles because that's kind of where we're at right now. It's a camp battle time. No one has necessarily right. solidified positions. So let's just start right off the bat. Lacey Rawls, did that tweet do anything to what you were already previously kind of thinking about these guys? Talk to me about Lacey versus Rawls.
0: Sure, sure, it had to, it had to, because every incarnation we've seen of Eddie Lacey in the past was the lead back for the Green Bay Packers, and he didn't get automatic starter money, like a one-year, $3 million deal, I think. That that doesn't scream, we're going to give him 300 touches, but you still think they sign Eddie Lacy with a plan of having Eddie Lacy get the most touches in the backfield, or at the very least, uh, be in close to a timeshare with Thomas Rawls, probably a better goal back. I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield than Rawls. And you know, let's mention CJ Precise has some role, pretty sizable role also in this backfield. But we thought it'd be Lacy... Rawls won 1A at least. That's like a worst case scenario for Lacey. And the collective hive mind of fantasy football reflected this in the way that Lacey was going in the sixth or seventh round and Rawls is going in the 12th, 13th, 14th round even in some drafts. Now we think now that might not flip. I don't think we're going to see Rawls get to the sixth or seventh round and Lacey fall into that part of drafts. But I now think this becomes a much more muddled situation because Lacey had ankle surgery in uh, November of last year, I think. So it isn't like the ankle, they're bringing them back slowly because of the ankle at this point. I, I think we have to assume that Rawls is running hot. And remember, Rawls last year was coming back off of a pretty gnarly ankle surgery and then had an injury during the season. So maybe we haven't seen Rawls. Remember at the end of his rookie year, Rawls looked like he was on his way to being a, in a trench starter in the NFL. Not so much last year, some ups and downs once he came back. Maybe Rawls is just finally picking up where he left off in his development. So this just gets cloudier. And maybe the answer is here to stay away from all the Seattle backs because if they're splitting, this isn't like the New Orleans backfield, where the New Orleans backfield routinely produces big games. You, even though they often have a timeshare, uh, there's big games. Last year it was Hightower to have a big game, Ingram to have a big game.
1: Seattle, with
0: the exception of a few games that Kristen Michael had a handful of touchdowns, wasn't really a great running game. And I do think the offense should still run through Russell Wilson. So maybe this clouding of the situation might mean just stay away from that backfield in your draft that's cankle surgery for Eddie Lacey I think yeah actually what about
1: what about in Cincinnati Sigmund we got Joe Mixon going off at 39 Gio Bernard going off at 134 and Jeremy Hill going off at 129 we thought Gio was going to take a little bit longer to get back seems like he's back and he's good to go how does that kind of muddy this situation
0: Oh, it definitely does. And I think before Bernard was ready to go at the beginning of training camp, uh, there was some talk that he might even miss a few games into the season. And this, the script, the idea would be that Joe Mixon would share with Jeremy Hill basically blow Jeremy Hill away and in general blow away the, the the Bengals and show them that he needs to be a 20 to 25 touchback or you know he can do everything. I mean, he's he's a back who compares favorably to say Matt Forte where he can receive out of the backfield, he can pass block, he can break tackles, he can elude players, he can break long runs. He can do all of those things. Uh and if once he did that in the first few weeks with no Giovanni Bernard, then they, they couldn't put him back in the bottle. But now that Bernard looks as good as he, he does, as healthy as he does, you pencil him in for 150, 175 touches, some passing down work, and Jeremy Hill will probably still get some short yardage work. It's hard to tell a story where Mixon takes over this backfield now. That being said, we've seen in the past that. Talent does create opportunity, so maybe folks that are taking the mix in the third or fourth round will be vindicated once they start to play, but right now he's got some big obstacles.
1: Who's your guy here, by the way? Because with the battles yeah. here, we're, we're going to continue. we got about a minute here. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue with some of these battles. A little little theme of the show that would have been better if I had properly sure. set it up in the last segment to open to the show. But <laughs> uh, some more battles here. So Mixon going 39, Bernard going at 134, Jeremy going about 129. With about 30 seconds here, which side do you uh, sit on as far as your drafting habits would go?
0: Yeah, probably none of the above. Um, you know, Maybe Giovanni <laughs> Bernard in a PPR league as depth for bi-weeks and injuries and emergencies. But where Joe Mixon is going, if I'm going to take a shot on a running back in the late third, early fourth round, it's Marshawn Lynch. And that's just sentimental, but also because I think that while DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard both got over 100 touches last year, so there were some obstacles to opportunity, Latavius Murray still turned that situation into low running back one numbers, where the Cincinnati offensive line is going in the opposite direction, and uh, I I just think that Lynch is the guy I'm going to tell myself a fairy tale about uh, more than Mixon at that point.